everybody, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, and today I have a repeat guest, Maggie Roth, with me today, and I'm super excited to talk to her because she has transitioned into a full-time artist. So, hey Maggie, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for um, talking to me again. I'm very excited, so. Yeah, so can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself in case they missed that episode from earlier? Okay, sure. Um... So I'm an illustrator. I went to Scadis in illustration, and then right after college, I got a job at Hobby Lobby as an illustrator, uh, working on the fabric team for pattern design. And that was really fun, working a part of the corporate world. And now I switched over to a more freelance, independent, um, run my own company, LLC, um, take on the art. So it's been an interesting 2020, as for many it's been, so. Wow, I can I bet you've been very busy. So this is a great time to kind of catch up and hear about how you got your business started and um that transition from in-house to full-time artist. So um what what would you say as far as what was that switch kind of like, you know, because that is a big change. Like you said, you go from a very scheduled world of, you know, corporate and then you're on your own. Um, can you talk about that? Sure. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. I think, especially with the tie of the quarantine and everyone, like the whole world kind of stopping, that was a lot added on. So I think the, the change was, you know, having this structure, this comfortable feeling like, oh, you have a job, you do this, like one day after day, like the corporate kind of world, nine to five. And I think switching over to working for myself or like relying on myself to create my own art and be my own boss. It's a little, it's scary because I, I'm not a business person. Mm-hmm. Like I went to school for art. So I think yeah. it's just like the change from, yes, you can create art, but at the same time you need to market yourself. You need to do this. You have to do all the stuff that you don't think about, such as making an LLC, all the government papers, taxes and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think the switch was, a lot in the moment, but at the same time, I knew that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just you got to keep yourself in check versus I'm sure the, you know, corporation at uh, where I was working, Hobby Lobby, like, oh, they have a cupboard versus me. It's like, I need to make sure this is all in line. So can you talk a little bit um, from your in-house experience? What was kind of like, I guess, because it's always good to have a comparison between the two. What do you feel like were the pros of being an in-house mm-hmm. artist? Um, I think it was really good to feel a part of something because, you know, I recently had one of uh, three of my patterns in the store. So seeing that in the store, it's like, wow, like, you know, all I had to do was kind of just create the art and then here it is all of a sudden. And I think it was nice to be like with other people, have co-workers, be, we're all in this together, have that structure, like, oh, we can take a break now, you can do this. So I think that was a big pro. And it felt like coming from SCAD, where you want that professional career, it, to me, it felt like, okay, I'm doing it. Like, mm-hmm. I got the job. It proves my, like, worth, in a sense, as an illustrator to be, like, part of a big corporation. So I think... It just it was a good, a good stepping stone for me. And then 
yeah, so that, that's how it was. Oh, okay. yeah. So now in relationship to being a full-time artist, what are the pros of that, of being, yeah. you know, being in uh, business for yourself? I think the creativity is better. I mean, I think depending, if you want to go work for someone and they want XYZ and you really like doing XYZ, that's great. But if you have other ideas in mind, you have to kind of keep it to yourself or if it's not for the company, you don't want to, like if you want to do a painting, but they're asking for something else that doesn't, I'm trying to think of how you word that, but I think there's more creativity as a freelance personal artist because no one's going to tell you that that's you know, not the structure that they want or the mold. So you kind of have more free reign over what you want to create. So then it kind of leads into about um, what are maybe some of the cons, which you're kind of getting into about being an in-house. You feel like you're, you're kind of not able to have that sense of creative to be able to work on whatever products and kind of develop it as fully as you would like. Were there any other cons that you felt that, as far as working in house, um, I think not really. I think it's just the general. You know, you're doing. You have like the same job in a way, so that creativity is just like okay, like you're gonna. Oh, so working at eight or nine to five, I think that's a lot of time spent being creative. So I think that was hard too because I don't think as a creative person I can just give eight hours non-stop creativity i feel like it comes more in like a good flow mm-hmm. like if if it's there it's there if you don't you don't want to push it mm-hmm. so i think that was a con because sometimes like maybe you're tired in the morning and you just you're not you're not really there yeah. creatively creatively so that is nice when you're working for yourself or you're trying to just create art in your own time it's like if this is what i'm feeling if i want to create a piece at midnight yeah. this is what feeling or if I just want to relax in the morning and then think of something that's that's helpful too that's a good point yeah because I definitely know people who are more morning people some people are more night people and having that flexibility where you're not like okay go perform <laughs> you know like go yeah. do you know which are the things that I've liked about freelancing and I would freelance um, outside of my graphic design job was because I could work on a variety of projects and I could kind of pick and choose like who who am I going to spend outside of work? Yeah, I feel that uh, when I was working at Hobby Lobby, so I was on the fabric team, so we did patterns. So I feel that what you're saying, because sometimes it'd be like, oh, I have to do this stripe pattern or this plaid pattern. And like, if it wasn't the right way or like if it wasn't working for what, you know, the client or whoever wanted it to be, it was a little frustrating because you, you want to get it right, but at the same time, you don't want to lose your focus or lose that drive to make it right if you're doing it over and over again so yes Yes. so that's a good point now what are the cons of being a full-time artist have you found Uh any oh yeah i mean i uh i don't have it all like i don't know everything so i think the cons is just as i said like i'm not a business person so you have to learn a lot about you know keeping track of what you buy your taxes I had to get uh, my own like business credit card, which felt very like grown up, like, oh, it's like the business card. Um, Keeping track of the time, you know, being more aware of what you post on social media in terms of, you know, is this post going to 
like is it the audience that I want for the art that I'm creating or am I just is it just a sketch I'm throwing out there do I want this to be more commercial so it's kind of just thinking like the audience um other cons would be hmm I think sometimes you just have to keep yourself motivated okay. and I I say that like like I'm always motivated. Like I want this is my dream. I want to work for myself. But sometimes it's hard because it's like it's all on you. So it's just yes. like like I remember not put too much pressure on myself yeah. and like realize you're doing this because you love to do it and not because it's like you know a chore or a job or anything. So you have to like like remind yourself of why you like doing this. And even if it's frustrating with you know business stuff or reaching out to clients or maybe it's like a, a dry moment. Like, you have to remember, like, but this is what I like to do. So, like, I wouldn't want it any way, other way, so. Oh, that's a good point. I, I feel like, you know, the thing that you bring up that, you know, you're not a business person. I think that's pretty much the case for most people who are in the arts field. We like making stuff. And when, yes. I, when I talk to my adult students, they're like, how do I, I really like doing this. Yeah. How do I make this a full-time living? And I'm like, let me get back to you. Because I've always done it where it was an outside you know, and it was partially like, you know, it's exciting to have those clients, but I was so scared. And, and I think it's awesome because you're doing it when you're like, you have time, you, you are able to commit to it. But when I was younger, I was just like horrifyingly scared. I was like, ah, oh, no health insurance, no. What, uh, vacation, sick If you think about it all at once, it's a lot. Yeah. But I think it's, as I get older now, I'm like, oh, I see so much potential where I didn't understand the business side of it, like passive income and things like that. And it's, it's like, Oh, this is actually doable. So I think, um, but I think probably one of the biggest things, um, and it depends on for everybody, but I found for myself, like if I made a mistake, like don't beat yourself up over it. That's pretty common. You know, like I, I did, I started, I did, this was a few years ago. I designed some stationery. I bought inventory. I bought way too much. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and I just like one of those things that I was, I beat myself up over it. Like I still have a box full of the stationery design, but then I was just like, you know what? I learned so much from that. Now, has there been any mistakes that you were like, felt like that, but then you were like, oh, this was like a really aha mo- moment. I'm I'm glad it happened, even though it felt like a yeah. mistake at the time. I, I've had a couple of them, like just here and there, it might be small things, it might be big things. I know one of them, I had an inventory thing too. And I wouldn't say it's um, a problem because mm-hmm. it's like, I still have it. The yeah. I'm like, I still yeah. got it. But I think I'm very sometimes impulsive in terms of like, oh, like, if they like that, I should probably get another one just in case someone else wants it or something. So that, I wouldn't say that's a mistake. It's also a learning thing, as you said. Um, Or I think I need to be, uh, I need to like pay attention to my email a little bit more. I mean, that kind of sounds like the basic thing because like when you work a corporate job, that's the first thing you look at in the morning. But I guess for some reason, I just, like, I'm like, I'll look at it when I look at it, but I need to be more, you know, on top of that because it's like, oh, like you're the boss, Maggie, like, you're the one checking these emails so I think that's also something that I learned too it's like okay all these things that I wouldn't say take for granted but all these things that would come naturally working in like an in-house you gotta remember to do that for yourself so like little things like that or you know following up with clients or people in general 
just make sure they're like, okay, but we'll, like, I don't want to lose you, or how about this, or not being afraid to make suggestions or give yourself to someone, too, that I learned, because that's kind of, that's kind of scary, because to me, it feels like I don't want to, like, shove myself at someone and be like, oh, look at me, but at the same time, you'd be, you know, professional and just be like, hey, like, I can do this for you, or whatever, so that is also something that I learned. Awesome. Yeah, I think um, it's as you get more used to it. I mean, that's been the side product of uh, this podcast about, um, I would say about, you know, and it just depends on what season, but 30 to 50% of the people will tell me no, because they've got other, they've got, whether it's because they don't feel comfortable with the medium, or maybe it's they don't want to, you know, they're just, you know, feel like they don't have anything to talk about. Or it's they're just really busy. So in turn, I was like, oh, well, you know, you get enough people that either, you know, don't reply or there's no response. You're kind of like, you just get used to it. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, this is not so bad. It's not like, yeah. you know, it, it's just what it is. And so um, I think for um, the art market, there is like a big enough because everything's so global now and everything and with the internet, you know, you can find an audience within the whole world and find your group of people who, who really connect with your work, who like working with you and will give you a chance. So that's what I, I do like about this whole age of the internet and all that. And yeah. It's very so, nice. Very yeah. Convenient. yeah. And so another thing I went to your website, you'd had a, added a whole section for the shop which was really cool. So um, did you think, like, how did you decide what products you wanted for your shop? Because you have um, some different, like, some are handmade. I, I get the feeling you are actually making them. Some are manufactured and stuff like that. So how did you decide, like, what you wanted to carry and kind of narrow it down? Because there's so many different ways you can take yeah. your work. So I think starting the freelance for my LLC, I was like, oh, well, you know, I feel like as an artist, you should sell, sell some of my stuff because that feels very official. Like, you go to an artist page, you're like, shop a print, do this. So I think when I was wanted, what I wanted in my store, I looked at other artists and see, and I saw what they had. So I was like, if one of my favorite artists had a bunch of prints or a bunch of stickers, I was like, you know, that's a good idea. Like, that can never not go out of style or anything. And I... The prints I print with a printer here, I think the only thing that was manufactured was stickers from like Sticker Mule because mm -hmm. it's a really good company. And I have, um, there's some pins that were from Sticker Mule. There are some blankets that I had made at uh, collage.com, which is a really cool experiment because oh, cool. I just wanted to see yeah. what it looked like. And I think uh, social media has helped me find like how like other artists do their stuff. So I've seen artists that had a, their art in blankets. You know, it's like I never really thought about that until I did it. So I think for choosing items, it was more of what is everyone else doing slash what would I want from someone's store. I really like the blanket. I was going to ask you about that and stuff. So were you, you pretty happy when you got that blanket and, the, you know, yeah. seeing it with your design and getting to feel yeah, it? Really cool. It's a huge – I mean, that was maybe – there's one more size that's a lot bigger, oh, okay. but it was cool to see because um, I feel like art in general, when it's bigger, to me, sometimes when it's bigger, it looks really cool, like in a museum, it's like a big piece, so I think having something that's, you know, physical and 
you know, in your face, it's, it speaks a little bit more than like, oh, it's on my screen. It gets like more brought to life. So I thought it was really cool. And I still, I have one of them and I just keep it on like the couch, but it's just nice to be like, oh, like that's my art. It's just very simple. Like you won't even think about it, but it's like, okay, like that's cool. Like you can translate a drawing to something else. So it doesn't just have to be a t-shirt. It could be a blanket. It could be this or that. So yeah Yeah, I like that it was something different I was like oh that's neat I really had not seen a lot of people do the blanket thing and so I was like that is really neat so um are you thinking about like um so basically you just do a lot of research and figure out like okay these are the products I see other people and then just like um then narrowing down because I always find it's it's hard because narrowing down vendors because there's so many now because everything on the internet um, and so are there any tips you give to somebody who's trying to look into getting their stuff on products, how you, how you narrow it down to which vendors um, to use? I, yeah, I think it has to do a lot with research, mm-hmm. like, you know, general Google, like, oh, I want yeah. this and just see like the top people who are doing it, yeah. look at like the product details and then whatever that product is, maybe I look up that hashtag on Instagram and see who else has used that. Oh, nice like how their products are so it's kind of like what's the product who else has used it what does it look like and social media helps a lot like instagram if you just like look up the hashtag it's like oh so that's what this person's sweater looks like from this company in person versus like just the professional photos that they would post on their site so i think research maybe making i mean this helps for art in general but like a mood board yeah it's good just like pull together everything and just look at it all at once and be like, okay, so I can see that this one, the product's a little bit different than everybody else's. Maybe I want to look at this one instead. So I think it's just like having some coffee, sitting down, just like researching, sitting, but like do it in like a relaxing way. It's like, okay, like we're just gonna focus on this. So great so there's that and it's kind of fun because it's kind of like you get to do a little shopping and kind of figure yeah, it out and, it is. and then um yeah it's always exciting getting that box and you're like oh it's, it's finally here all that work and stuff and and i'll be honest every time i show anybody i know like you said i agree with you the digital's nice but nowadays we know that so much is retouch whenever i show anybody something physically i've designed or illustrated they just are like oh they just like exactly and uh, it's just one of those things. They're like, you made this, and they just get all excited. Oh, I was going to ask you, are you doing any of those? Um, because your work, I think, would translate really well to like those, um, like art shows, outdoor venues where artists have their stuff set out. I think your stuff would translate really well. Have you have you yeah. thought about that market, or have you thought about doing it? I know it's weird with COVID, so that yeah, kind of sucks. I have thought about it. I think. So I think. I started the freelance. Yes. Weirdly dove into it. What do I want to do? And then I got into the business part of it, yada yada. And then I think recently, in the past couple of weeks, I've just been, it's been like calm waters where I just want to explore my art and not just think, oh, it's a social media post yeah. or, oh, I just want to make this to sell it. I just wanted to dive into it myself. Yeah. So, and so now I'm coming around to, okay, so now what do I do? Because I think the vendors and like those kind of outdoor shows are really cool. I see a lot of doing it and I think uh, it just need me to figure out like what do I want to bring to it though yeah. Yeah. that makes sense so I have thought about it and it's like it's in the swirling section of okay once you unlock 
the part where you know what you want to draw yeah. and like what you're really passionate about, then we can look at that. So I feel like that's like a part that I'm soon approaching. So yeah. well, I, I have thought about that. Those are really cool. Yeah, because I think your personality would be great at one of those. Because a lot of times when you go to the booths, you're like, you like the artwork, but then you want to talk to the person. because oh, you it's awkward. Ask... Well, well, it's like you're the actual yeah. artist, so you can ask questions. And it's kind of, I know it's kind of like, it was, it is intimidating. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, oh, you really like this. And then they're like, oh, yeah, tell me about this. Tell me about that. That's really cool. And then they really feel vested in because, you know, how often do you get to meet the person who created it? And they're usually in a pretty relaxed atmosphere. Yeah. And I think it's funny. It's awkward sometimes, but funny yeah. because, yeah, you get to see, like, okay, so you made this art. And like, why are you the person that made that? Or, like, what makes, what makes the art come from you? And, like, talking about their personalities or whatever, you can kind of see or if they explain why they create the art, it just adds more depth to it. Mm -hmm. So it would make me want to buy the art more because it's like, okay, you're not just someone on social media or like I'm just buying a print off your store. So yeah, I would love to do one of those. But yeah, COVID too. I know. It's a I was I was thinking about, but I haven't really dove into it. I think it'd be cool to do like an online virtual kind of oh, like show okay. thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I've been thinking about it. I know a lot of people do, like, live concerts or whatever, so I feel like it would be cool to do, like, a live show or, like, a live, like, walk-through shop thing. It's in, it's in my mind somewhere, but I always oh, thought that would be cool, too, so. Oh, that's a great idea. That's wonderful. I mean, yeah, especially now with things as they are, and hopefully things will kind of go back to where people can go out more. But, uh, yeah, that's something I've been wanting to maybe try. I've, I've done one event. And that was more for children's books. And it it was profit yeah, it was profitable. And you know, I made my table um cost back and then profit. Um and it was nice meeting the parents who who bought the books and, you know, and things like that. And then um but it would be kinda neat to try with maybe some actual maybe other products so something that i've been thinking about but i'm not anywhere near i feel like you're way closer because you've got all those great products in your shop you, you've got a lot of variety but it's definitely like you can tell like this is an artist who's who has uh, a mature style who knows kind of how they want to um have their finished products and everything so it's really really nicely done i think it's great yeah so I was wondering, are there any current projects you're working on that you can kind of discuss, whether it's freelancing or whether it's new product for yourself or the things that you're experimenting with your own artwork? Um, let's see. Well, I've been doing a lot of um, portraits, like line art. Oh, like I cool. did a, my uncle wanted me to draw uh, my cousin and her baby and her husband so that was really nice to do a nice project i think and my mom had a friend that wanted me to do like a nesting doll so it's nice to do simple line work on like uh people or just i don't know objects and you get more detail into it so that's fun to explore um i've been diving more into uh acrylic paint markers so I, I've been using Pusk, I think it's called Posca markers, okay. and those are like the really acrylic paint ones, and I've just been exper experimenting with color uh -huh. a lot, because I think my line work is okay, but I think it could be pushed more and maybe commercially if it had more color to it. So I've been exploring, you know, 
the line work with the color or maybe the color in the line work or, you know, stuff like that. So right now it's more of like experimenting and like diving more into what I want to do with my stuff. So I don't have like any like projects now. I, I do have a pair of shoes that my friend's going to send me. I'm going to make them. Cool. So yeah, nothing like major, oh, but more wow. of, okay, on the grind, finding my style, doing some little commission things. Mm. So that's what I've been doing now. Well, I think it's great that you're being flexible about things that you're willing to try to see how it works with your artwork. Cause I, I used to have this very narrow mindset about what I would do with my artwork because well, when you're in school, there there's always like these clients that are kind of like, oh, you would just do work for these clients. But really, like um, things that I've been kind of trying, I just kind of, it's like throwing a dart and you just kind of like, let me see if I like it. Will it work? And I feel like if you don't try it, how would you, you might not yeah, even you, know. You would never come to it. Yeah. And I, I thought about that um, when I was sketching my sketchbook. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, I would have never drawn this have it not be for, you know, X happening this year, Y happening this year. Maybe I flipped the switch in my head and thought, you know what, maybe we should add some color or maybe we should buy these markers or why not? So I think it's interesting, the art that you create. Oh, this ties in. Um, I always like to look at uh, artists on Instagram and scroll to the bottom of their page and see how different their stuff is. I don't remember if I ever brought that up. But you can see like the evolution. So like maybe they're known for, you know, really bright colored paint paintings, but in the beginning, all they did was like black and white sketches. Mm -hmm. So it's just interesting and inspiring because, you know, I don't know what my arts will look like when I'm 30, mm -hmm. you know, or down the road, but I'm not gonna find, find out if I just keep doing the same thing and not really exploring or figuring it out, so. Yeah, and I think it gets, you get kind of a little bit stale. I was like, I, I yeah. realized, like, I, I tried cut paper. I was like, I I don't know why. I think in the past I was always afraid because I was like, oh, that seems like it's a lot of work, and it is a lot of work, but I really yeah. like it. I love doing cut paper, and then I just, so I took this advanced techniques class, and so I did a stencil. Then I went from stencil, and then I went ahead and did, like, a relief uh, cut paper. Then I did... Uh, 3D cut paper and it was just and then I did a pop-up card and it was just kind of like yeah that was cool yeah I think if you don't take the time to uh, explore you get kind of well as a person for me personally I get a little bit bored and maybe it's a little bit of being all over the place but I get bored and then I also feel like my work looks a little stale and then I feel yeah. like I'm not yeah I'm not really exploring like I I like the idea for bouncing from one product or the other like different things because when you're trying to figure out you're like okay like let's try this color let's do this but if you just do that all the time it's like okay I guess I'm gonna do this color again or I'm going to whatever because you're not really uh like learning or gaining anything from it than just like being repetitive it's just like okay but where's my creativity in this because it's not being creative if I'm just feel like I'm you know doing this over and over for the sake of like oh I did it Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I thought it was really cool when you, you came to downtown Savannah and you did the windows. I thought it was like, oh, it would have been cool if she did more. I was like, this is really neat. It felt like a, you know, just really, um, because your line work, it just translated really nicely to the windows. It was contemporary looking. It was nice and graphic and, and it fit with the surroundings. It was just like, oh, 
I never thought about, you know, doing that with artwork, like, you know, windows and some of the cut paper artists that I'm really interested, they actually do window, but they do it from the interior sides and they'll do the whole, and I, I was like, oh, I never thought about that. One yeah, of my like favorite. Like elevating your art kind of. Yeah. Just think, like, you can just take stuff as far as you want to go or mm -hmm. as far as you're willing to push it. So like a line, it could be tattoo, it could be window art, it could be billboard, it could be whatever. So it's just like, as long as you, or if you want to push it or you want to see where it can go, you have to have the open mind and just be like, okay, like I, I can do this. So yeah. Awesome. So, um, I'm, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm getting off track of my questions, but you have some really great stuff that you're doing. So, you know, how do you decide how you're going to promote your work and market yourself? You know, are there things that you can share that seem to work? And I know that it's different for every um, artist, depending on what they're doing and making. But what's kind of been the thing that's been your go-to and seems to be working? Uh, so I would say that I currently am not the best marketer just because I haven't really done that much. But now I've mainly just been more social media. Okay. Like that's how I've been promoting myself. Awesome. I know that I need to push myself more and do, you know, uh, what's it called? Like mail people things saying like, hey, let's work together, research companies that you might want to talk to, send emails, all that stuff. That's like my next step. I think I've... As I said before, trying to figure out like more of what my style is before I put myself out there to create work that I'm not sure that I am behind yet. But I would say right now, social media is a great thing, like Instagram, you know, sharing a post or maybe looking at, um, there's a lot of challenges or prompts. Like I did some of Peachtober, so that's a great way to get your art out there to see like what challenges or prompts people are doing, seeing. Uh, like what hashtags people like and you know creating art for that so other people can see it's like hey like i want to be a part of this too um yeah so i think that's how i've been promoting myself oh, that's cool. also just like talking to friends and just um i guess being more active on social media like adding more to your story showing like the behind the scene i did make some tiktoks okay. Oh, I, I don't, I mean, I do, but I don't use it because yeah. I always felt a little weird because it's, it's funny. yeah, it's kind of funny. And it was like my high school students were really getting into it. And I was always like, oh, that just, I don't know. It was like something that seems a little generational for me. I might fight me too old. Yeah. <laughs> Have so you tried it? What'd you think? Uh, it's cool. Like there's so many artists on there when you look up the hashtag artists or okay. stuff. But it's nice to just post like, oh, like, this is just my progress or whatever. Okay. It's not like anyone really watches it, but it's just, you never know who will. And it's fun because in your mind, you're like, I'm making this because I'm enjoying it. And like, I'd love to show the process kind of deal. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. but yeah, me promoting myself basically, basically just been Instagram, word of mouth. And I, I need to dive more into it. But how I'll dive into it, I think is you know, creating like a professional email that I can mm -hmm. send to people or yeah. think of what I can mail them, that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's the next step. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, um, 
Yeah, I love watching your videos on Inst um, Instagram because you're just, you've been doing that line work, and I always, for me, I'm like, oh, I make a mistake, but you're very fluid. It's just like so. I saw you were getting a lot of video views for your actual doing, you know, on the spot, you know, doing it. Are you just using your phone, and you just then you or do you use a camera or you have? No, I just use my phone. I'll use my phone, set it up, put the timer on, or whatever. That's it. So oh. I think it's just easier. I mean, I, I think I have a camera somewhere, but yeah. it's like right there that I can just post it right to Instagram or I can just edit it real quick and it's like all in my hands. So it's a lot easier. I don't have to worry about the technical stuff too much. Oh, so. okay. Great. Because those are great to watch and stuff and they're very inspiring. Oh, and so this was not a question on my original list. So you talked in about how you market yourself as being an artist. Now, how, are there any tips you would give for like people who may be listening and they're like, oh, I would love to work in house like Maggie did for a company. How do you find it? What helps you like maybe what, what you had in your portfolio or how did you research and how do you get that interview um, for in-house jobs? Yeah. Um, so I got my job because they, they visited SCAD. So that was really helpful. Okay. So I would say keep your eyes peeled for what you're, are they, I'm, I'm forgetting words, a guidance counselor, it's the, um, career service, career, yeah, career advisors, yeah, they are very helpful, so if you just pay attention to what they're posting, like, they're here for you, so if they say, like, hey, you know, send in your portfolio, and you might get a meeting, go for it, mm -hmm. if it's good to talk to them, too, and just say, hey, like, I am an illustrator, I'm, you know, looking for a job, like, maybe you know something, mm -hmm. um, in my portfolio, I think I base it off of what I would want in the job. Not so, not specifically for the company. It can vary depending on the company. But I wanted to be an illustrator. I want to do cartoons and all that stuff and patterns. So that's what my portfolio was based on. It wasn't specifically for Hobby Lobby, but it was like, that's what I want to do. And if that company likes it, then it's good. So, and that's the whole portfolio thing, like what you put it in and all that stuff. And I, for me, it was good to just put what I like to do and what I'm known for because I don't want a job that I don't know or I don't want to do. Or like I'm not for that. Um, just to stuff. get a paycheck. Yeah, I right. agree with you because you just get burned out and then you you're not as filled creatively because doing. I don't know when I worked in house as a graphic designer and I did with certain companies, I would do a little bit of illustration work for as well. But, you know, sometimes you're working over 40 hours, <laughs> You're not, you know, because if you're salaried, there might be times you're like, Oh, I've been here for a lot, you know, working on this. And so, um, yeah, so you definitely want to put in the kind of work that you would like to do because it'll probably be a lot more enjoyable for you. And I think it's, it's worth it too. Yeah. Like just because, I don't know. It would make you feel better to put the stuff you really like and get the job that is really for you versus, you know, molding yourself to something you don't want to do, exactly. even if it might take longer or you have to wait longer for, like, the job, someone to contact you about it. And I think also just LinkedIn helps a lot, like, seeing who works at what companies, the connections, and, you know, it never hurts to just, you know, send that, connect maybe send a message like hey like I love your company whatever it's always good to ask questions I think people like looking for an in-house job I think you just need to not be 
really shy about it. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's looking for a job, but mm-hmm. like if you really want it, like what do you want to know about? Like what can what are you gonna give? What do you what are you passionate about? Like if they say no, that's the worst thing they can do. Mm-hmm. But they might as well say no to someone who's giving it their all, and then you move on to the next, giving it your all. That's definitely yeah. That's a great idea. Now I love your surface design stuff. Do you think you're gonna you'll you know maybe do freelance work in that? Because I think it's adorable. Like the ones that you showed on the fabrics, I was like, oh, they're so cute, and they turned out great. So like, do you think you'll branch into that area too? I mean, I know it's a little bit different than the uh, more of the fine art kind of the line uh, work that you're doing, but it's so cute and it's so marketable. It feels like it would fit in, you know, but then of course, if you like doing, you know, you want to keep doing that because. Yeah, I like doing it. I, I don't, it's not something that I'm going to let go of. I think. Yes, I think starting freelance, starting at the bottom, is just like, I just want to build a little bit yeah. on the stuff that I'm feeling now, Yeah. but I don't want to lose sight of the stuff that I really enjoy too, or I can see myself in that market as well. So I, I still want to do that. I want to get into, like Spoonflower does cool um, contests where oh. they just have, or you can just send them your stuff to have it printed. I think it'd be really cool to dive more into that too. And those markets, like children's books and all that stuff, it's just I think I want to just get a little bit higher yeah. with flexibility. Like, okay, now that I got this going, I would like to like see this, like build this up. So I think right now it's kind of just like we're gonna work on this and then we're bring this up and then work on this. So it's kind of like balancing, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I don't want to let that go because I when I saw that in the store, I was like. Oh, that's so cool. So. Oh, God. I think it's so cute. And then um, can I ask you, did they kind of just say that, hey, we need themes for Valentine's Day? Or did you, I mean, do you get to, like, basically go from start to finish on a project like that? Um. So those, so two of those fabrics were for Valentine's Day, and we were given the option to, like, create your own. Mm-hmm. Or I, I don't remember how it went but I know that those two of them I was really like I'm going to do this like from me mm-hmm. because there was the option like if we were doing a Valentine's Day collection it's like oh we want one to be you know plaid we want one to be flowers and one's kind of like you can kind of do your own thing so those two I really started from scratch because it's like okay oh. this is my chance to do something mm-hmm. and then the other one it was a sloth that was a pattern that already existed or like the sloths existed but I modified it to make it more my own mm. so that was nice to see to like see it build up mm. um but yeah that was a really nice what was really cool was those three patterns were like the three patterns that I really worked on yeah. that was like me um so it was really re- rewarding to see in the store because it's like I did that like mm-hmm. I did that like yes, yes the company I worked for you yes. but it was good to be like okay like I I know how I started this drawing like I remember this file so it was really cool to see that's awesome well I think that is a really uh strength in your work because I go like wow it's just so appealing your your um surface design stuff and it's very kid friendly and so I see you going you know you could do the children's book market as well with those the characters that you had in there so 
Yeah, I hope you don't give it up because it's really, um, it's great. I really want to get back into it. Yeah, it's like in the back pocket, but it's like I'm not going to forget about it. It's like I still remember it, so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. But, um, oh, yeah, and so let me see. My next question. Oh, you kind of answered some of the others. Oh, okay, so how do you balance this uh, work-life balance? Because what I found that since COVID and I became a (laughs) full-time graduate student, I yes. just work nonstop. I feel like I can't stop. If I'm not working, I feel guilty. Like, yeah. it got so bad. I I uh, physically hurt myself. I got a pinched nerve because I was oh leaning over and drawing so much. I was horrible posture. And now I've fixed it, reworked my studio. Um, but, like, I find it's really hard. How do you – do you set limits for yourself? Do you say I'm only – you know, or do you just say, I got to take a day off or what do you do? Uh, it's, it's a lot of back and forth. I think with the COVID that just adds another layer of, you know, panic in the sense of like, Oh, what's the world? What's happening? But I think for me, I just let myself do whatever I feel. And I, by that, I mean, you know, I'll have the intention of like, okay, you know what? I really want to draw something today. And then I'll just allow myself to just like ease into it. But if I'm not feeling it, I'll just say, Maggie, if you're not feeling it, we're going to take a break. Or maybe the day, day before, it's like, you know, I didn't really do that much creative, like creatively today. Tomorrow, let's do something. Like, let's. So it's kind of like I'm talking to myself in like the kindest way. It's like, you know, today was rough, but let's do something creative or let's do this. And if you're not feeling, that's okay. And I think during COVID, I think working freelance on your own time-wise, it's different than working with COVID. I think um, I think it's just allowing yourself to go with the flow, but at the same time, having somewhat discipline to know, like, what are your goals? Keep track of it. It's like, what do you want to accomplish this week kind of deal? So it's like looking ahead, but at the same time, in the moment, if that if you don't think that's going to get you there, I wouldn't push it or put that much pressure on it. That yeah, that does. yeah, that does. I'm I'm trying to get better about not working so much, but it's it's like oh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna do some things. I'll maybe I'll I'll have to ask more people about that during this time about yeah, how they get that balance. It's hard too yeah. because part of me is like now's the time to do it because COVID and yeah. productivity, and I want to you know be this person, but at the same time, it's also remembering like. It is COVID, or I'm just starting out. Like, I'm so young. I have the rest of my life to figure it out. So it's just that balance, but also, like, still putting out the work, too. So it's like, I I think it's just important to, if you're not enjoying it, if it's not making yeah. you happy, then I wouldn't do it. But, yeah, I don't know how to word that. No, but I always, I always thought that in the back of my head, I'm just like, I'm not going to force this if it's not going to make me happy. But if it makes me happy, it's worth working, worth working towards, even if it's a little hard sometimes. That's a good point. So next question is, so um, if you could go, I always ask about the time machine thing. So if you could go back in time when you're working mm-hmm. in-house and yeah. you could prepare in some way, is there anything you could have prepared to help you out? Like, could have gone back to time and told yourself, do X, Y, Z, because you're going to be a full-time artist in like, you know, three months. Um, was there anything you could have done to prepare for being a full-time artist? So 
with the mindset of if I knew when I was working in house that I would be here now. Yes. Be, yes. What, what advice would I tell myself? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. That's a good question. I feel like I would have told myself to be more like on top of things at the very beginning. Um, and I think by that, I mean, also again, the business side, it's like, you're going to be ready to do an LLC. You're going to need, you know, files for your taxes. You're going to need files for this. You're going to more organize. I want you, I think it's like, I wish I had a better setup all at once. Mm. Like be prepared to like have it on the table and then go versus, okay, I guess I need this paperwork, right? I should look up how to do inventory and all that stuff. But that was all a learning thing, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think. Um, I think I would also just uh, just say, like, it's going to be, you're fine. Like, it might seem like a lot all at once, but at the same time, it's worth it. Like, no one's going to have it in the bag right off the bat kind of deal. Yeah, I, don't, I really don't know what kind of advice I give myself. I would just say, like, you're going to be fine. But yeah, that's a good... Like, you're, you'll be okay, but yeah. you're going to have to figure it out. Like, yeah. it's going to be not, the not you know, easy peasy, but this is what you want. Yeah. So it's going like, to be hard, but it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. So I don't... Yeah, I don't know what else I would have changed because it was all a learning thing. But yeah, I would just be like, thumbs up, and like, you're going to be fine. Like, don't worry about it. Kind of deal, I guess. Yeah, and you got it done, too, so now you're good. <laughs> now yeah, you're good. No, I'm not. I'm like, look at yeah. you know. Yeah. So where can people um, see your work um, so they can check it out? Um, could you, you know, let them know? Yeah, um, so my Instagram is MaggieRoth underscore, and that's where I post most of my art. And then I also have a website at MaggieRoth.com. And I do need to update it because I've been very, like, creating art, and now I need to update the website. But that's where, uh, like, more of my archival work is where you can see like kind of the full picture and that's where my shop is where some products are like I have a t-shirt or stickers there too so that's where you can find my stuff well thank you Maggie so much for taking the time to talk about this experience because I think people if you listen to this they would be less afraid I think there is that big um that fear now I older and I go like yeah you know who cares <laughs> everybody's got their own problems you know and it doesn't hurt you know there's really I don't know you it's just part of life you're gonna make mistakes in whatever you do and but right. most likely if you're putting your best effort at it you're gonna see yeah. improvement and if it's something that you want yes then I, I don't see how I lose I mean yes. the economy and all that stuff that's different mm-hmm. but what else, what else am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to just do what I want. And like, if as an artist, I feel like that's a top tier talent or thing to have, because a lot of people aren't that creative in a sense that they can just create something, you know, from themselves and create physically or whatever. So I think that itself is an advantage. So if I'm already ahead of the game, wanting this creative life, then I better go for it. And like, if it's going to be hard, that's okay, because it's what I want. So. Thank you, Maggie. So it was very inspiring talking to you and everybody. Um, this is um, that was my creative life. Thank you.